Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 62 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Top hat of the morning to you. This is Chris. I see what you did there. You do? I do. No, that, that was good. That was good. You, you're, you know, you're really always bringing your A game here when it comes to oh. you introducing your your welcome greeting. Want to know a secret? Sure. I just thought of it like five seconds ago. I see. I would not have known that. The fans I, wouldn't have known it. I put almost no thought into that. It was good. I know. It was good. Yeah. How are you? Pretty good. I mean, the Butterfinger, your favorite. Uh, not a f- I still have the Butterfinger you gave me. Yeah, because like um, in a previous podcast episode, you said that you think it might just be the name. Yeah. And I've been thinking about what you said about Butterfingers. You said it tastes like butter. I, yes, I think it tastes like butter. But the thing I is, think... you meant taste, not texture, right? Because if your butter has the texture of a Butterfingers candy bar, there's it's something wrong with your butter. Yes, the taste, not okay. the texture, the taste. It's like your butter is made of like shards of glass or something. Yeah, that'd be bad. But yeah, so you edited a a Butterfinger wrapper, and you you printed it out, and you wrapped up an actual Butterfinger in this wrapper, and you just called it a, a Buttfinger. Yeah, I was wondering if the name change would make you... Because you said you thought it might just be the name. Right. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking of feces, which is definitely not making me want to eat the Butterfinger so even more. So, better or worse? You're saying worse. <sighs> About the same, but not better. Definitely not better. All right, I'll keep at it. Maybe uh, a better finger? Ooh, that's pretty good. Maybe maybe that'll... Uh, hey, what's that'll your favorite candy? My thought process. Uh, I like... Twix, Reese's, Cups, Peanut Butter M&M's, uh, Kit Kats. All right, got it. I'm just going to use one of those wrappers and put a Butterfinger in it. It's not a bad idea. You might trick me. That's my goal, Steve. I used to do that, except with soda, with my grandmother when I was a kid. She hates root beer, any type of root beer. So to kind of screw with her, I would take like a Sprite, which is her favorite, and I would empty it out, and I would pour in, using a funnel, root beer into it. Wow, you were and an evil little kid. I know. It would get a laugh out of her. Because, I mean, that's a lot of work to do all that. I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's a waste but, of Sprite, uh, too. She, she'd be able to tell sometimes because the moment you put it up to your mouth, you could smell the root beer coming out of the can. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that wasn't very nice of me. But <laughs> I, was, I was a little kid. You know, it was younger me. Yeah. Well, that gives me some ideas. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that later. Exactly. Uh, I saw I saw a movie today. Did you see Thor? I did see Thor today. I saw Thor yesterday. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I, I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as a lot of other people are. I actually, I would say I really liked it. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I think they did some interesting things um, that kind of affect the MCU as a whole. Yeah, they did. Um, they sure they did. Were, I like the comedy, but at parts I wish it wasn't too funny because like there are some really dramatic things that happen and I feel as though, you know, the characters and the audience really needed a moment to just kind of reflect on what happened, but it was just kind of like joke after joke after joke. I see what you're saying. They did have a lot of jokes. Yeah. I mean, it was very funny and I would say almost all the jokes land really well. The banter between Thor and Hulk was really good. Uh, I love that the character Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, she was really good. Uh, Loki was great in it. Uh, I thought uh, Kate Blanchett as Hela, she was okay. I mean, she wasn't like the best Marvel villain, but I don't think she was the worst Marvel villain. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I but, really uh, like that rock guy. Oh yeah, now that was voiced by the director, correct? Yeah, that's what I looked, said on. That's what IMDb said. Yeah, I know. I knew the director had some credits in the film. But um, there's a couple good cameos in the beginning, and I did not see that coming. 
Yeah, that was so good. Did you know okay. who was who the um? So you saw who the cameo of Loki was. Did you see who was playing Thor? Uh, so I didn't know that until afterwards because while I was watching it, I was like, "That looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth." Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't you know mean, um, Oh, oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then did you know who was playing Odin? No, I wasn't sure who played Odin. Um, spoiler alert. Should I say it? Should yeah, I not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sam Neill played Odin. Who's he? He was uh, Alan Grant in the first and third Jurassic Park movie. Oh, I didn't know that was him. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that was him after it was all over, and I was like reading online. I didn't even pick that up. Like I, I assumed that they were some people that were famous, but the only one who stood out to me was the Loki one. Right. He was. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was not bad. I, I had to... a couple things that confused me about it. Go ahead. All right. So, so is this going to be like a little spoiler discussion? Yeah, they are going to be spoilers. Like right, we're talking so, like mid movie stuff. Not all like, right. Um, so if, if you haven't seen Thor yet, or if you don't care, I wouldn't. It's not a big spoiler. You can kind of so, put this together from the previews. Maybe fast forward a minute or two, just yeah. so that way it's not it's not ruined. So Go ahead. A, a big part of this movie, right, is Thor ends up in this like gladiator arena, right? Right. And I'm confused by the rules and laws of this planet. Okay. Because the reason he gets in there is he crash lands on this planet. Right. He pretty much gets kidnapped by someone and who sells him to someone else. Right. And now he's a gladiator, right? Correct. Correct. Why didn't that happen with other people? Like the person who sold him to begin with, how come she's not a gladiator? She's also, spoiler alert, uh, a, uh, from Asgardian. A- Asgardian. I didn't, wasn't yeah. sure what you call them. Yes. So like, why didn't she get forced to be in the arena? Why didn't Loki get forced to be a gladiator? Well, Loki, they kind of already established that. Loki said that he made good with him when he first arrived. Yeah, but, like, why couldn't Thor do that? I mean. Because I guess because he was sold. I don't know. And because, like. Can you just kidnap anyone on this planet and sell them as a gladiator? I I feel like they should have have stronger kidnapping laws. Yeah. I, I mean, on an alien planet such as this probably not going to happen i think they saw thor as a fighter and that's why they said okay we'll we'll, we'll sell him as a gladiator so it's just Whereas, based on looks you're like this guy looks strong I, honestly, let's i think so like kidnapping is legal like a selling a slave is illegal okay yeah this this planet's not the best planet to be on i forget what it was called to be honest with you mm, sicaria sicaria something like that maybe something like that yeah that was my only thing i was like that's not fair you can't just kidnap people and sell them Thor should have got yeah. a lawyer. He should have. I mean, do they have rights on this planet? I guess not. Well, that one guy had a lot of influence, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he was really good in it. Yeah, he was. I felt like he was just playing Jeff Goldblum, but I was okay with that. You know what else I was not not really bothered me, but I was like surprised by? You remember the melt stick? The melt. I thought that yeah. was going to have more of a prominent role on that planet. It was only that one it, part. It got used one that, time. And then the lady suggested that he used it later. Yeah, they used like, it no, for a joke. Melt people? But that's it. Like, he didn't have to steal the melt stick to, like, melt something. Right. I no, wanted to learn nothing. more about the melt stick. That would have been interesting. Would I it mean, work hey, on Hulk? Is Hulk melt stick proof? proof? I don't know. I don't think so. I think He's, he like, unkillable, melt. but is he is he invulnerable to melt stick? I think he'd melt. You, you think he would melt? He'd melt. So you're saying if, like, a Marvel villain got hold of the melt stick, they would be able to defeat all of that, the Avengers? That's a very, it's a very powerful weapon. According to you, the most powerful. I mean, I don't see why it couldn't melt uh, Hulk. Because he's mean, like... He bleeds. He does bleed. He does. The, even that wolf pierces him. Right. Spoiler so I don't alert. see why a, a, a melt stick couldn't couldn't melt him. Well, I, I, maybe we'll see the return of the melt stick in uh, Infinity War. Possibly. Maybe Thanos I, will be like, well, the Infinity Gauntlet's cool, but I'm going for melt stick. I think Jeff Goldblum's in Infinity War. I'm not Probably positive. to get the melt stick. Now, I didn't know this, but uh, Jeff Goldblum's character is the brother of the Collector, played by they, Benicio Del Toro. Really? They're like, just, they are very eccentric weirdos. And they both, ha- like, look very similar. Like, they have that blue yes. thing going down their chin. Uh, they're brothers. They're in the comics and in this cinematic universe, which I did not know. Wow. So, because uh, Benicio Del Toro has one of the Infinity Stones. That was in Thor as of 2, now. He still does. Yeah, yeah. That was at the end of Thor two. Oh, I was confused by that too because there was one point where Thor was like, 
in the very beginning, he's in the cage tell, kind of giving like a funny like past life history. And he yeah. says like he was looking for an Infinity Stone thing and never found one. Yeah, did you see Age of Ultron? Yeah. So in Age of Ultron, he has like a vision of these Infinity Stones. And uh, he sees that like an end is coming to Asgard, which is supposed to be like a prelude into uh, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So he believes that he needs to go uh, find these Infinity Stones, hoping that that will help him stop ragnarok from happening or something along those lines mm-hmm. but uh there, we know what every infinity stone is except for one uh i mean we know what it is we just don't know where it is um, a lot of people a lot of people were speculating that it was going to be in this movie yeah with so now, with homedell or whatever his name is yeah so one of the theories is that it's inside of heimdall yeah uh, because that's this, i think it's the soul stone is the last one they need to find so now people are speculating it needs to be in Black Panther, and if it's not, then they're going to have to do it in the first Infinity War movie, which might be a lot to introduce into one film. But you could do it like as part of an intro. It could just be like the opening before credits scene. It's possible. Like in this one, it was like when Thor just like destroyed that fire demon guy. Never heard of that fire demon before? Beat him real oh, quick. Oh, yeah. And then he came back at the end. Anyway. Well, uh, it was very important, obviously. but He was, yes. Was so, yeah, cool. so I thought it was... Thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like the greatest MCU movie. Like a lot of people are like, it's the best or it's the funniest one. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely really, really funny. But I think that sometimes the humor might have uh, taken away from some of the more emotional parts of the movie. I can understand that argument. I, for me, there were some just really cool action parts, and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, the action was really good, and I, I won't agree. With, I will agree with you on that. I won't disagree with you. All right, good. We'll save. We'll but, save uh, the disagreements for the fight. That's right. And also, real quick, I wanted to add, I was really excited because today I got to use my movie pass for the first time. Oh, you got your movie pass. Yeah, get get use that before they, like, go out of business. I know. So This is not a paid promotion, but I, I signed up for movie pass, and it's the first time I was able to use it. And uh, it's like the nine ninety five a month. You can see a movie a day uh, for an entire month for that price. And I was really nervous because a lot of people online said that uh, theirs didn't work or their card wasn't working and something was wrong or the the app froze because when you get to the theater you have to go on the app and click on the movie and time that you want to see at the theater and then your debit card gets automatically loaded with how much that tickets cost so i went up and i told them i had the thing preloaded and then they swiped it and it worked right away so i was really really excited so are you going to be seeing more movies now Uh, i'll probably be seeing more than i would have like i will go and see justice league and i would not have seen justice league because uh, I, I hear it's not supposed to be fantastic, but uh, I mean, I'm not really too keen into this DCEU right now. I'm kind of disappointed in the direction that it's heading. I'm sorry, to but I'll, I'll 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 definitely go and see uh, go see Justice League now, and uh, some other things like I want to go see Coco, which is that new Pixar movie. It's supposed to be really good. I haven't heard uh, anything about that. It looks kind of weird yeah, to me. Yeah, it does look a little uh, different, but uh, I'll get to see Star Wars like four times. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Are you going to see another movie this month? Uh, Justice League this month and possibly Coco also. When's Justice League come out? This Friday. What? Really? Yeah, it comes out this Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So if you want to see Justice League, let me know. Yeah, speaking of Justice League, you uh, you informed me I'm doing not so well in the uh, tomato meter poll. Yeah, uh, I can pull it up real quick. I have it here. I'm not a good. I'm really bad at guessing things. Yeah, so for Justice League, you or let me see, for Thor, you guessed seventy percent for Thor. Whoa! Don't just be. That was private. Sorry. What does it have though? Close to uh, that. Ninety-three. What? I I really liked it, but I'm surprised critics did. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised as well. Like I, if I would have given it a score, I'd probably give it like a seven point five. That's what I would have given it out of 10. Wow, that's pretty smart. Um, all right, so, yeah, so you guessed. You didn't get any points for that because <laughs> you were really off. Well, yet. Maybe it'll maybe it'll tank in the next week. Uh, mur- so the other one that has come out is Murder on the Orient Express, which is currently sitting at a 58%. Oh, I, I definitely overguessed that one. You guessed 75. <laughs> so you don't get any points for that because there was a 17-point difference. Oh, man. Yeah, only a couple of our fans uh, guessed within the threshold. I guessed uh, 68, so I was 10 points off. Uh, let's see. Uh, a fan of the show, Emma Campbell, she guessed 60, so she was two points off. Nice. How did you, It has such a great cast. How could you? you yeah. I don't know. And then uh, Sal from Alaska guessed 70, so he was 12 points off. 
and uh, Dan guessed 70 as well, 12 points off. Uh, some people, like some people guessed 80. Someone guessed 86. It looked uh, like Kevin it could Des- be, you know, it has, it had yeah, potential. I know. I know. It's a shame. Uh, Daddy's Home 2, I think, is at like 14% right now. I haven't put in the numbers for that. 16. Uh, is it 16%? Yep. All right. So some I of the numbers are definitely overguessed right that one as well. Uh, you guessed 35, <laughs> which, hey, that's a pretty decent guess. That's what I was like. It's going to be low. Right. I didn't know Somebody this guessed, low. So, someone, uh, Nathan McIntosh guessed 84% on that one. He's probably a big Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg fan. I think so. I mean, he's kind of close to the audience score. It's 66. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep all those other numbers into into account. But, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll keep everybody updated with uh, the scores of our guest the tomato meter for the, uh, the fall movies. I also here have uh, the results, the current standings of our – Episode from last week, Chris, in which we did who would win a presidential election, Leslie Nope or Ben Wyatt. And currently we're at 50-50 with uh, t- 10 votes. Whoa, tied. The, the voter turnout for this poll represents the voter turnout in American elections. Not a lot of people came out and they're all going to complain about the results. But much like Leslie's um, city council bid, we might have to go to paper ballots. This we is, might have coming down to the wire. That's it. Uh, we had someone, uh, Henry two four eight eight three one eight one. He said, in response to the poll, everyone who voted for Leslie is a dumb tea drinker. Sorry for the harsh words, just disappointed. That's all. Tea drinker. So he was, uh, he, yeah, he was really upset with the with the votes for Leslie there. I don't understand the tea drinker insult. I'm not sure either. Maybe uh, Henry tweet out at us what you meant exactly by that. Is the, is that a reference to a, an episode where someone drinks tea in I mean, Parks and Rec? They both go to England. Oh, so maybe someone it. uses it as an insult. Oh, Ron might. That sounds like something Ron would say. Oh, uh, it might. Oh my gosh, the vote has changed. Oh no. As we're as I'm looking at this, eleven votes now. Fifty five percent for Leslie. Forty five percent for Ben Wyatt. Leslie, Leslie pulls ahead. Up. Oh, pulls that was ahead. you though, right? No, not oh, no, not me right now. But I mean, you had Leslie. Oh, yes. Yeah, Leslie. I thought you were accusing me of going and just voting. I can't vote on the Who Would Win cast Twitter account. Yeah, well, I didn't vote yet, so if I remember, it's going to be tied again after this. Do it. So uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, go ahead back and uh, listen to it and let us know what you think. Chris, you ready to get started? I'm ready, Steve. All right. So please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we discussing today? Today we will um, kind of uh, pull up our, our fancy chairs, maybe a glass of whiskey, and like uh, argue a, uh, a rich person's argument. Monocles and canes. We are going Monopoly Man versus Mr. Peanut. I love it. So um, Two classic characters. Yeah, they are. They go way exactly. back. Who would you say is more recognizable? Um, I that's a good question. Like, I, I would say the Monopoly Man is more recognizable, but I feel like more people know Mr. Peanut's name than they know the Monopoly Man's name. That's true. That's if you were to see name. the Monopoly Man, you might recognize him as Monopoly Man. You, both, right. you probably don't know his real name. Correct. I say real name like he has like an alias, but you know, other than <laughs> just calling him Monopoly Man. Exactly. Just some derogatory term. And he goes all the way back to 1940. He does. And uh, Mr. Peanut goes back a long ways as well. Oh, actually, I was wrong. Uh, 1936 looks like his first appearance. All right. Uh, Since you're going on the topic, want to give us a little bit of background about him? All right. So um, Monopoly Man. uh, Also, he was first called Rich Uncle Pennybags. He's uh, the mascot of the game Monopoly. He's kind of a um, you know a chubby guy with a mustache. He has a top hat. Uh, sometimes he has a monocle. Uh, also, it says that he wears a morning suit. And then I laughed when I read that because I was like, morning suit? What's that, a suit for the morning? And it is. Um, I'm just, you know, when you have the not money. very cultured. <laughs> I know about, I just know of a suit. You know, it's a yes or no, is it a suit? Not, oh, that's a suit for the morning. Right. Anyway. I looked up what a morning suit was. It sounds like a regular suit. I don't understand. Anyway, uh, he originally was just called Monopoly Man or Mr. Monopoly. So if you call him that, you're you're not wrong. Except Wikipedia says that fact it has a citation needed. So you might be wrong. Right. But possibly. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I've called him that, so there's your citation, Wikipedia. So, um, first appeared on the Chance and Community chess cards in U.S. editions of Monopoly in 1936. But get this. The, the, uh, the creator of the character wasn't known until 2013. Really? Yeah, it was Dan Fox, but he must have just, like, made him and, like, never got his name attached. It was just a little, it was just, like, some art on a card, right? He didn't know it was going to be reused by Parker or whatever. Parker, or, uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, he's on the Monopoly, the, the Chance and Community Chess Cards in 1936. Then he appears on a Parker Brothers game called Dig in 1940. Then, in 1946, Parker Brothers makes a game called Rich Uncle. Where he kind of, that's when he starts getting the Rich Uncle Pennybags name. Got it. That he appeared on the lid, Instructions, and Currency. So this was kind of like the precursor to his Monopoly fame. Gotcha. Uh, he's modeled after American progressive era businessman J.P. Morgan. Okay. Uh, so Makes then sense. between 1985 and 2008, he's in the game Monopoly. That's kind of his, his claim to fame. Uh, he was in it after the reason I there's a distinction because like between 1985 and 2008 he appeared in the second O. If anyone cares, he's in the second O of the Monopoly logo. Oh, okay. Later, I he was why... just drawn over top of the word. I don't know why you would care. He was also then in 1988. Uh, some guy wrote the Monopoly Companion. I'll say it was Orb. His name is Orbanes. So not just some guy. He was like. Right. Involved with Parker Brothers for a long time, actually. He's some he's some guy. Anyway, where he gives he gave a bunch of characters a name. Like, he gave the Monopoly man, Rich Uncle Pennybags, the name Milburn Pennybags. He also named, you know how in jail there's that guy with, like, the jail, like, the, what is it, a cop? He's like, has a whistle or something? Uh, yeah, go directly to jail. He named him Jake the Jailbird. Oh, I'm sorry. The guy in jail is named Jake the Jailbird. The police officer is named Officer Mallory. Okay. Because those characters needed names. I'm telling you, they're building a universe. But So then in 1999, they changed him from Rich Uncle Pennybags to Mr. Monopoly. And then I they introduce a whole family where he has a niece and a nephew. And man. then it just goes off the rails. It's like, then there's like Monopoly Man fanfic where he has like another nephew. And wow. then like somehow this thing called the mistakenly refers to his niece Sandy as a boy and... It just gets very confusing. And then it turns out he has a wife named Madge. He's the sixth richest fictional character in according <laughs> to two Forbes fictional fifteen list. Who who else is on that list? Can we guess? Uh Bruce Wayne. Do you know? No, I'll find it for you. Uh, I'd guess Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, uh bu- 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 other rich people. Other rich fictional characters. Hmm. Monopoly Man makes sense. You, you said Bruce Wayne, right? Yes. Yeah, he was number six. Or, I'm sorry, number seven. He was after Uncle Moneybags. Wow, Tony Stark? Um, so it's one of those things where you have to, like, click through one at a time. So number uh, five sorry. is Jed Clampett. Who's that? Um, from uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, okay. Uh, number four is Richie Rich. Okay. But the link to that webpage is broken, so I can't get there and find <laughs> the rest. Um. That's okay. I'll we see got, if we, I can find a better. We got the top four. Well, not even. You got like, you got like four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> That's all right. We'll take them. Got it. Okay, figured it out. Okay, number fifteen, Mario. I don't know how he has money. He's a plumber. Working class man. It says Maybe the source of his money is commodities. Well, all those coins he grabs—they're gold. Oh, coins. you're right. They're gold coins. Yeah. So they gave him a net worth of one billion dollars. He's also tied with Laura Croft and Tony Montana. Oh, all right. Makes sense. And then Lucius Malfoy. That's from uh, Batman, right? No. Uh, That's from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. My bad. I was thinking of Lucius Fox, right? Is that the... Yeah, Yeah, that's Lucius Fox, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Malfoys were were really rich. Yep. Then Willy Wonka. Okay. That's a good one. Thurston Howell III. That's from um, uh, Gilligan's Island, right? That's the rich guy on Gilligan's? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Then Prince Abakaliki of Nigeria. Okay. Is that Eddie Murphy's character in, uh, oh, in Coming, Coming to, to America? America? Might be. Uh, I can't confirm or deny. 
where that is from. Alrighty. Oh wait. Okay, I believe that is the name often used in the uh, Nigerian email scam where oh. you get an email where you donate the money from the rich prince. Yeah, so that's yeah. him. Gotcha. Then Anthony Stark, aka Tony Stark. Uh, Bruce Wayne, Mr. Monopoly, Jed Clampett, Richie Rich, Scrooge McDuck. And now okay. we're in the 10, 10.9 billion for Scrooge McDuck. Charles Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons. And Brandon then uh, Oliver Daddy Warbucks is number one. 36 right. billion. Eclipsing so, everyone. Double number two. So Monopoly Man, he, he he's on that list, so he's got a lot of cash with him. Oh, yeah. he's He, got, he has $7.1 billion, $7. billion, according to Forbes. A lot of good resources that he can use right there. That Atlantic City real estate. That's it. All right. Uh, something I wanted to point out, too, is uh, the the Monopoly man, he has, you know, deep ties to Atlantic City. Uh, with I mean, all the whole properties are streets and areas in Atlantic City, which is a stone's throw away from where we uh, live. Uh, also, uh, Mr. Peanut also has a relationship with Atlantic City. There was a uh, a planter's shop on the boardwalk and mr peanut would often be out there on the boardwalk and there was also a uh, a statue of mr peanut in atlantic city uh that was taken down though in 2006 oh because of his his uh ties to the south during the civil war i'm not sure maybe why else would they remove that statue that's the only thing that would make sense i mean he was a advocate of the the southern cause unfortunately Probably, right? Didn't they? He probably had slaves working on a peanut farm. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, that's, that's a heavy accusation to levy against Mr. Mac peanut. Yeah, you're making really big accusations. All right, I, I don't have any proof of that. That's just speculation. Okay. Don't worry about it. All right, so let me give you some background here on Mr. Peanut. Uh, he looks like a peanut with arms and legs. <laughs> uh, he has gloves on both of his arms. He carries a cane, uh, wears shoes, has a top hat, and he has a monocle covering his right eye. Uh, very famous anthropomorphic peanut. Uh, he's the mascot for the Planters Peanut Company, which is founded in 1906 in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, by a guy named Amedio, Amedio Obici. And uh, in 1916, so 101 years ago, a young schoolboy named Antonio Gentile submitted a drawing of an anthropomorphic peanut to a design contest. The, the company was having a contest for people to design the new mascot. And Gentile's design was chosen, and uh, another artist added the monocle, top hat, and the cane. So originally, it was just basically a peanut with arms and legs, eyes, nose, and mouth. And they said, this peanut is not fancy enough. Right, we need to make it better. Make it fancy. So that boy did win the contest, even though they doctored up his drawing. Uh, would you like to guess how much he won for uh, being chosen? One bag of peanuts. Uh, which could equal out to about $5, which is how much he won. He wow. won $5. And they used that mascot for the next 100 years. But wait. After winning the contest, the guy who founded the peanut company, Planners Abici, he became friends with Antonio Gentile, the young boy who won the contest what like were they like pen pals or is he like hey keep sending me your drawings kid i, th I think he kind of saw him as kind of like a willy wonka charlie bucket kind of thing i'm getting like, very creepy vibes from this but i'm gonna let you continue before i the, ma make more comments well, not, not not the um not the tim burton one the the original even so okay, okay. anyway so uh abici became friendly with the the boy and he paid for Antonio Gentile and his four siblings college tuition all the way through. Wow. Yes. I'm so going to I'm going to I'm going to throw out another allegation with no proof whatsoever. Okay. This dude, he was into weird stuff with kids and appropriate things. <laughs> this was hush money. <laughs> oh, Why would a grown adult who owns a peanut company be friends with a kid who draws peanuts and send him and his kids send him and his siblings to college? Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't add up. I don't know. Especially with all the allegations going on today. You That's never what know I'm who's saying. Next. It does not add up. You never know who's next. How did that friendship start? He was like, hey, I, I saw I your drawing of a peanut. You got any more drawings? Maybe some pictures <laughs> of yourself. Oh, boy. 
I don't know. I hope not, but you never know. Unfortunately, with all the things coming out, you really never know. <sighs> so, so he paid for his him and his four siblings ways through college, and then additionally, the peanut company founder paid for Antonio's way through medical school. Yeah. <laughs> what was the age difference when they started to become what you call friends? Do you know? I don't know. Well, let's see. What... All right. Let me look at this. All right. So, Emilio Abici, please be born. Not too too old. <laughs> don't be too old. Don't be too old. All right. He was born in 1877. Okay. 1877. Uh, and the contest was in 1916. Okay. So was that the kid or the owner? That was the key, that was the owner. So what's that like? Thirty? Uh, I forget the years. Uh, it was uh seventy seven, eighteen seventy seven. And then the contest was in nineteen sixteen. Correct. So like thirty nine. He was thirty nine, and it just says a young schoolboy. So he had to have been. <laughs> oh my god, Steve! <laughs> this is not right. We're blowing the lid on this whole investigation. <laughs> Oh, God. And then uh, the young boy, well, by this point, he was in his probably his 30s, but he died in 1939 due to a heart attack. Oh, the, the peanut drawer did? Peanut drawer did, yes. Uh, Abichi died in like the 40s. Before the kid? Yes. He No, he died after the kid did. Do you think it's possible the kid was like thinking about going public and he uh, had him killed? Was a little, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, there is a conspiracy or a dispute that uh, a guy named Frank Cry Sr. Uh, actually made the additions of, of the monocle, top hat, and cane, not uh, this other guy who did it. Uh, but there's no proof that really shows that either uh, we're really responsible for adding the cane, monocle, top hat, and, and so forth to the character. And also, the uh, the, peanut, the peanut founder, what was his name again? The uh, Amido Avicii. Avicii. He didn't pay for college for these other two guys, right? Either of these guys that made the monocle and cane, right? Uh, no, because they were probably adults. older than college age. Yeah, he probably is an adult like adults. <laughs> I, I mean, they already had steady jobs working for the, the peanut company. Oh, so you're I'm saying... Not trying, I'm not trying to defend anything. It's like a mentor relationship. He's like, hey, you're really good at drawing peanuts. I'll support you and like send you to medical school. Uh, well, college first and then medical school. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, boy. <sighs> so okay. The character, the character has come to symbolize the pretty much the entire peanut industry. Uh, he's on almost everything that is uh, packaged or advertised for, for planters. He's one of the best-known icons in advertising history. Probably be up there with like Ronald McDonald and whatnot. Uh, he's been on numerous TV commercials. He's been portrayed as a cartoon character. Um, some of them show him as like a stop motion animation in a real world setting, but no commercials has ever had him portrayed as an actual person. Uh, so that's a little bit of background about him. Uh, I have some fun facts, but I'll wait until the end, uh, to get into those. But, uh, so that's, that's Mr. Peanut right there. All right. So, so what's your plan of attack here? Uh, I mean, Mr. Peanut, he is a lot bigger then the I was going to ask you, what is the? Did you get any kind of height and weight things for Mister Peanut? I don't have height and weight. He, I'm, I'm going to. I'd guess he's probably around six feet tall. I would say he's based probably on like, what? Uh, I mean, all right, maybe not six feet tall. I can't find anything really for like um, scale in these pictures I'm seeing. Um, he well, looks human size. I mean, I would so give, she, I'll give you the size of an adult male. Okay, now now this is something we should we should argue. Uh, like on the boardwalk, they'll have people like dress as Mr. Peanut. Should we use that as the actual? Well, no, those of... are clearly actors playing Mr. Peanut. All we're right, so we're using a... the real Mr. Peanut. So I have a picture right here. Okay, uh, is this on? This is on Mr. P uh, Peanut Wikipedia. I don't know if you have access to that real quick. Mr. Peanut Wikipedia, like the Wikipedia article. Oh, oh, gotcha. I thought he had his own yeah. wiki site. No. Uh, that'd be pretty intense. I was going to say, there's man, there's a wiki for everything. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm there. All right, scroll down to the very, very bottom. Do you see the picture the... of the guy sitting on the bench? Yes. All right, so can we take that into size? Well, that's a giant sculpture of him. I mean, no, that's, that's the one they... that got removed from Atlantic City. Oh, that's it too is. bad. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an accurate portrayal of Mr. Peanut. 
Um, so I, I would say going off of that, he was probably standing upright. He was probably six and a half feet tall with the hat, probably seven feet tall. All right, that's fine. You can have that. That's going to go All against right, you take, anyway. I'm taking seven feet tall. You got it. It's probably weighing about 200 pounds. That, or, that bronze one's probably, the statue's weighing a lot more than that. But high, probably, Higher up on the page, he's a hot air balloon. Do you want to take it that he, the size of no, a, I, I a don't, house? Nah, I don't need the hot air balloon. Okay. No, I don't need that. Easy All right, pop, so you're, you're seven pop, feet tall, pop, made of yeah, bronze. Right, I don't want that. Yeah, made of bronze. Yeah, I'll take that. All right, no, no, you're made of peanut. Um, I need to bring something up here, Chris, and this is going to lead into a discussion. All right. The Monopoly Man does not have a monocle. Uh, are you sure? Yep. Why? Why is that important? Because I said this was a monocle the, fight. Is, isn't this monocle fight? Monocle madness. Why didn't you tell me that before I titled this episode "Monocle Battle"? I, I thought you knew. I could have sworn I've seen the Monopoly Man with a monocle before. Now we can leave. Yes, can... I'm looking at a picture right here with him as a monocle. Come on. He now, he sometimes has heard, a monocle. Now you've heard of the Mandela effect, right? Yes. This is a perfect example of the Mandela effect. So apparently he's never had a monocle, but a lot of people remember him having a monocle. I'm looking at pictures right now with monocles. Would you type in Monopoly Man monocle? No, I just typed in Monopoly Man image search. But the one, the one, the one where he has a monocle is about how someone swears he had a monocle, <laughs> and then cites the Mandela effect. Yes. Uh. Okay. So. But I'm gonna say I. We'll say that he. Uh. He has monocle. I mean. Because we're we're already producing. It's in character for him. We need him to have a monocle. He is based on J.P. Morgan, who uh, probably had a monocle. Probably had a monocle. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him. He just has like glasses hanging from his. It's like glasses. It's like just the lenses of glasses, right? But two of them, so not like a monocle, like a bonocle, (laughs) a bionicle. uh, Glasses. Yeah, but it's just the the glass part. It doesn't have. It doesn't go over your ears. You have to kind of hold them up. Gotcha. All right, I hear what you're saying. All right, All right, so 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 your guy here, your guy's really old. He's an old man. Uh, well, he, I mean, he was an old man in like 1936, so now he's like, he's well, like he's 200 years old. See math. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I just that was just you know back of the envelope calculation. So let's say he was like he was like 60 years old in 1936. Okay. So that what's that like uh sixty seven so was like let's just say like eighty like years ago to make the math easier. Alrighty. So what I say he was sixty, so now he's like he's like hundred and forty. Yeah, so so he's an old old man. He's very old. Okay, so how how is he gonna be moving around? How is he gonna be spry wanting to get into a fight with Mr. Peanut? I think he has access to some type of like uh elixir of eternal life. You think so? Because his appearance hasn't changed very much over the last eighty years. Um, to an extent, they they do have an updated version of him, which is like a three D version of him. I don't know if you see that on the images. Yeah, I see some three D ones. Yeah, so I think that might be the more uh, updated uh, appearances. And some of the old ones, I mean, they they do look dated from the like the original games from like the forties and fifties. Right, he looked old back then. He looks old now, but not much older. I don't think he's that spry. I don't think he's going to be able to to hold that stamina. Are you seeing all these pictures against... of him running? Do you see one where his legs? He's like he's basically doing a split. He's running so fast. Yeah, but that's from like the 1950s. There's some time, where he's like doing like time has changed. holding his cane up in the air, doing kind of like a ta-da type of pose. But if you if they took a picture of you doing that now, Chris, and you know, 60 years from now, said. Oh, let's look at Chris and see how, you know, Chris could do it then. He must be able to do it now. Look at the picture. He was able to do it. You wouldn't be able to do it now. Or in 60 years from now. Well, these pictures aren't dated, so I can't tell when they're from. I mean, you can, uh, I think it's safe to assume that most of these are from the original drawings from the game because it really hasn't changed that much over time. Until recently when they started doing like credit in a lot of the Monopoly games, like they got rid of all the cash and everything was being paid with like a credit card. I know that's one of the new uh, the new features in the Monopoly game. He still looks pretty spry to me, Steve. I mean, if if that's what you want to go, you here's can go the for thing: it. you're we're debating the, his his fitness. You're a peanut. You're you're, you're made of a peanut shell. Okay. One good whack from my cane, cracked. You're dead. 
So that's even if you're able to get your cane to hit against my body. All right, all right. If I can't use the cane, I will just use the cannon from the original uh, Monopoly set. So now you're just using all the pieces, too? They're pieces. They're not real weaponry. Well, they're based on real things. He must I have had a real one to base the the cat the metal cast off of. That's a, that's a little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> then I could run you over with the car, or you could throw a shoe at me. Or the I was going to throw the iron at you because it'll be heavier. Or you could use a battleship. That was kind of for later, but yes. If I mean, if you want to pull it out right away, you could do that. I could if I want to, but I'd rather toy with you. You know, kind of now, pull out a bag of peanuts right in front of you, munch on them. But you're so sick, you wouldn't even care. You sell other peanuts to people to eat. What's wrong with you, Mr. Peanut? Now, he's an anthropomorphic peanut. You have to remember that. He betrayed his kind. He is completely different. The other peanuts, they do not live. They do not have thoughts. They do not have feelings. They are just peanuts. We don't know that. Maybe if we we... leave them long enough, they'll grow eyes and a monocle and a cane and a top hat. Coming from someone who uh, was recently eating nuts while you were (laughs) recording this podcast? Uh, Are you talking about the Almond Joy? I was talking about the Almond Joy. That was an almond. Do you know of any almond mascots? No, because Mr. Peanut has had a monopoly, pun intended, <laughs> on the, the peanut industry. This isn't about uh, marketing me. department. This isn't about me. This is about Mr. Peanut selling you peanuts to eat. No. Okay. There's another. There's another thing Mr. Peanut might have going for him. All right. He might be Robert. De- I'm sorry. Oh, this is for Mr. Peanut. I was thinking this was my guy. Sorry. Never mind. I'm not saying that. All I'll right, say it later. Say it. You can say it later. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Peanut also he's got his uh, he's got his long staff that he can use or not not a staff his cane right uh, that he can use uh, in weaponry yeah but look how skinny his arms are what yeah more reach yeah but they're like they're like made of noodles he's not gonna have any power behind that they're made of peanuts Chris you think his arms are peanut okay I think I think his arms are made of peanut his body is peanut his arms are just like noodles so so now he's Mr. Peanut with noodle arms. <laughs> They're so skinny. It's like a They might they might look like noodles, but just cuz they look like noodles, are they noodles? It's like a deflated balloon. So he could use he could use his cane uh fighting the Monopoly man. Uh Monopoly man has very very short arms, so he's not going to have long reach in order to hit the Monopoly. He only needs one good shot. Just one good shot, crack you like a piñata. Your or peanut like guts pe- are going to fall out. Or, well, not really peanut guts, like peanut arteries. Just have two of them pop. Are you out. saying he lucky, has a full circulatory system? No, I think he. I uh, this is what I think. I think he has two peanuts in there. That's what I assumed that, as well. That, that's all I assumed. Yeah, I don't think he has. Maybe he has some peanut oil in there, which kind of acts as blood. <laughs> totally possible. But this yep. is the thing. So even say you do hypothetically get some damage in there, I mean, peanut shells are very very strong. He could still stand up on his own with like a little nick or a little hole or a little dent in his peanut shell. And peanut shells, there are some that are easy to break, but there are some that can be quite difficult causing you to use your teeth in They're order to break their shells open. ever for a peanut. I mean, children sometimes, can though, open peanuts. There are some times where I'm like squeezing really hard to try to open those peanuts. Yeah, and sometimes so at I a baseball think... game, I see like a four-year-old crack a peanut open. So, I mean, you're right. There's a spectrum. There is a spectrum of peanut opening. But I think you're but... overlooking the damage that a crack to a peanut... If you have a giant gash in your body that goes through to the middle of your body, that's pretty bad. It's gonna be it's gonna be some damage that he can withhold. Can he though? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. What see if why he, he he has he a can't. crack in his abdomen and he steps wrong and he just breaks himself in half? That, that's a weakening the structure. Him, I don't think he's just gonna completely break himself in half. <laughs> Not on purpose. Like he won't realize well, the I extent of the crack. Hey, I mean, hey, it's possible. You never know. You never know what could happen. But let me let me ask you a question: Is uh, Monopoly Man have any allergies? Not that I know of. Why do you know of some? So you, so you don't know if he's allergic to peanuts. Uh, I do not know. You're correct. I it's I could not find anything about peanut allergies. It's possible. Would you agree with that? <laughs> I would agree with you that it is possible. There we go. So if the Monopoly Man has a peanut allergy, which a small portion of Americans do exhibit and all have various responses to it. It is possible that, I mean, the Monopoly Man could end up dying before this fight even starts just by being in the close vicinity of Mr. Peanut. 
I mean, like you said, it is possible. <laughs> but it's also possible that Mr. Peanut is allergic to peanuts. Uh, is it? <laughs> That's like a cow being allergic to milk. Well, maybe Mr. Peanut is a peanut, but he's never eaten a peanut. Okay. So he That's never found out the extent of his allergies. Well, I don't think he'd eat himself because he's not a self-cannibal, and I don't think he would eat other their peanuts because he's not a cannibal well he sells the pe- he he lets people eat other peanuts so he can't he hasn't minded that much um yeah i don't think i don't think so that's because they're not real <laughs> i mean they're just peanuts he is the only true anthropomorphic peanut like none of the other ones have thoughts feelings legs can communicate so that's why he doesn't care because he sees himself as a more advanced version of them so he's kind of like a uh like a nazi peanut uh, no. Like, he's, like, the no. final evolution of peanuts, and he needs to cleanse the earth of all the regular peanuts, so he lets people eat them. No. <laughs> you are making some horrible <laughs> allegations against Mr. Peanut. Steve, I am seeing numerous pictures of Mr. Peanut performing no. what I can only characterize as a Hitler salute. What? <laughs> I'll send it to you. You'll see. All right, you can gonna, send it to me. I'm, I'm just like we blew the lid on the peanut, Mister Peanut's um, inappropriate relationship with a young child. Not Mister Peanut, no. No, no, no. Not, I'm sorry, the, okay. pe- the Mister Peanut guy. Thank I, you. I couldn't remember any of their I wanted, names. I wanted to make a distinction there. Their names were hard to say. Uh, yeah, the uh, Obichi guy and the Gentile was the the young boy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of a clever pun for a peanut, but I couldn't. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I mean, Mr. Peanut, he's just trying to, to make a living. He is a classic example of an American businessman, something just along the lines of the Monopoly man. No, that's true. We're, we're two successful capitalists just, you know, making all the money we can. One of them by selling away their kind. One of them by, I don't no, know. No, they're not selling away. What? Where did you find this picture? What is this? It's Mr. Peanut doing uh, the Nazi salute. No, no, it's not. It's Mr. Peanut dabbing. Get out of here. All right. I got more, Steve. I got so many. It says it right there. It says Mr. Peanut dabbing. All right. I I mean, yes, he's wearing a black trench coat while he's doing that, so it does make him look a little uh, Third Reichish. I got more, Steve. You have more? Yeah, we'll have to to put these up on uh, (laughs) online. Put them on the Instagram so people and can we'll, judge. And then we'll get we'll get sued by whoever by the Mr. Peanut Company. Probably will. No, no, we'll, we won't put in the caption that Mr. Peanut is a Nazi. We'll just put the picture up. We'll let people draw their own <laughs> let, conclusions. Let people decide for themselves. All right, let's see. You just sent me another one here. All right, I can open this, and, and it's oh my god, it's just it's 1910s. It's just Mr. Peanut. He his first of all, his hand is facing up, not facing down. Well, that might be like because he can't. Like... He doesn't have full control of his hands because his arms are made of noodles, so he can't rotate it. It looks like he's just showing something off. No, obviously <laughs> he can rotate because his other arm is down. His other arm is fine. His hand... No, that hand's stuck like that holding the cane. Second of all, this is the 1910s. The Nazis weren't around then. Well, maybe Mr. So Peanut are you, started. Are you, claiming, are you claiming that Mr. Peanut started the Nazi party? I'm just sending you a bunch of pictures of Mr. Peanut and letting you draw your own conclusions. Okay. I feel like I need to find awful pictures of the Monopoly man now. You're, well, that's that's fine. He doesn't mind. You don't think so? I mean, he's he already kind of like tells you what he's what he's for. He's for taking all your money, which uh, he could oh use. Boy, there's some really interesting pictures. So the other thing that the Monopoly man could do is like basically like rig the competition by bribing people. He could just hire a hitman to kill you. Is what is pretty much what I'm saying. And he'll get he's away with it. Gonna... He's not even going to be fighting them. Yeah, he, he'll get away with it too. He'll he'll change the rules of who would win. So you, you right now you're like Chris. This is against the rules. This is a one v one. Well, Mister Monopoly Man already paid off the owner of the Who Would Win podcast to change the rules to allow him to hire hitmen. I wouldn't change the rules, and neither would you. I would hope. I can be bought. Oh boy, there we go. We lost you. <laughs> Probably uh, easily. Uh, Chris, does this hitman have a peanut allergy? I'm not sure. So it's possible. It's possible. All right. That, that's open for discussion. It's definitely possible. <laughs> uh, Mr. Peanut could also use some different uh, techniques. He could like uh, do kind of like a barrel roll and knock over uh, the Monopoly man, kind of like bowling ball, if you will. 
Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't think that would do much damage to Mr. Peanut. I mean, peanuts fall all the time. They don't just automatically crack right open. But they're also so. not seven feet tall, giant peanuts. And also, the forces are all... totally different. You have to also remember this one's made of bronze, like you said in the beginning. I was a joke. That was started. just his statue. Oh, all right. I thought we were taking his cannon for this argument. No. Uh, you never know, too. Uh, Mr. Peanut, he's got that hat on him, Chris. So? You ever seen the movie Goldfinger? Yeah, are you talking about Odd Job? Talking about Odd Job. Uh, Uncle Pennybags has a hat, had a top hat as well. This is true. It's very possible that both of these men have, have uh, razor sharp top hats and guns in their canes. I wasn't going to say guns. I was actually going to say uh, a sword in in my cane. Oh, okay. Yeah, which which he can take out and you know go after the Monopoly Man, start doing some uh, damage on top of him. He, I mean, the Monopoly Man's tiny. Do we know what size he is? He's he's human sized. He's just human sized. Yeah, but not like a tall human. Okay, so the Monopoly Man is definitely taller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're seven feet tall, you're you're definitely tall. So he's got the height advantage right there on top of him too. Oh, you're sending me something else now too. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was it was Mr. Peanut with a gun in his cane. Oh really? Yeah, there you it's, go. It's not Boom. it's non canonical, but perfect. Why? Well, I don't see why it's non canonical. It's from Deviant Art. Oh, all right. So just some guy drew it. Some guy's like, it'd be cool if Mr. Peanut had a gun in his cane. That'd be amazing if Mr. Peanut had a gun in his cane. I actually, whenever I see Mr. Peanut, I picture him with a gun in his cane, just waiting to use it. When I was a kid, and my mom would take me on the Atlantic City boardwalk, apparently I would freak out whenever I saw Mr. Peanut. He's kind of scary. He's a giant peanut. I would cry. There you go. Fear factor. And you're like, there's a way Monopoly Man. Monopoly Man's going to be terrified to see Mr. Peanut. He's well, not even going to be one of the Old people are also scary, too. Uh, sometimes. I'll, I'll give you that. So you'll be like, oh my gosh, Mr. Peanut, I just ate like a bunch of his friends. He's probably mad at me. He's going to try to get revenge. All right. We have to put the difference between the distinction of Peanuts being his friends. Why? Right? I know you keep trying to make this argument, but I'm ignoring you. But <laughs> Just because he's anthropomorphic Peanut does not mean he has close ties to the Peanut family. Why, why wouldn't he? He is a Peanut. He's not, though. He's an anthropomorphic Peanut. Was he not grown on a Peanut plant? We don't know where he came from. Are you saying he could be like an alien? Possible. He might not have. I mean, I don't think he would would have been just grown on a peanut plant because then on a peanut farm because they would have had. I feel like they would have had more than just one anthropomorphic peanut. I mean, think of all the peanuts that are grown every year. So I think it was probably a combination of like a mutated peanut and a freak freak accident with like J.P. Morgan and a mutant peanut fell into a vat of like. Um, I don't you know, know radioactive like waste, and then morphed into Mr. Peanut. It's possible. Something then like he that. Has, then he has the intelligence of uh, J.P. Morgan and all the resources of J.P. Morgan as well, including the finances, which he could do to also bribe individuals to help him fight against the Monopoly Man. <laughs> I only picked J.P. Morgan because that was the only person with a monocle that I could think of because we were just talking about him because that's who Uncle Pennybags is based off of. Right. So it might I'll not take, have been because Mr. Peanut may be a little too skinny to have been J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan is also a, a portly maybe, fellow. Maybe it was him when he was getting started out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could argue that um, Mr. Peanut's not like fat, but he does have some. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Pudginess Mr. to Pe him. That's just his bottom peanut. He's that's, not a stick. That's the shape of his body. Don't body shame Mr. Peanut. I'm not body shaming him. I'm You're peanut shaming him. him. I'm peanut shaming. You were body shaming uh, J.P. Morgan. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was a little overweight. He probably could stand to lose a couple pounds. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, any other arguments you want to use before we uh, get into some fun facts? Nope. That's all I got. All right, what do you got uh, in, the, in the field of fun facts? Well, I almost said this because for some reason I thought it applied to my character, not yours. Right. That I was going to say, M Mr. Peanut could be Robert Downey Jr. because Robert Downey Jr. did voice him in a commercial. So that was one of the fun facts I was going to bring up. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. That's okay. In uh, in 2010, he uh, was the official voice of the the animated Peanut character, and I found one of the YouTube videos. Uh, and I can tell now that it's Robert Downey Jr. But if you never told me it was Robert Downey Jr., I probably would not have picked it out. Well, that's because he's a great actor. Yeah, he just assumed the role of Peanut. Uh, but in 2013, 
uh, planners announced that they are changing its mascot uh, voice from Robert Downey Jr. to Bill Hader. And it says here that it's ironic because he is sometimes allergic to peanuts. Sometimes allergic. I know. To that's what I don't understand. Why it's sometimes? Wow. Allergic so he's just like sometimes eats them. He's like, I'm hoping not allergic this time. He's rolling the dice. Interesting. Yeah. In uh, in 2006, uh, planters conducted an online contest to determine if they should add a bow tie, cufflinks, or a pocket watch to Mr. Peanut, and the publicly and the public voted for no change. They wanted him to stay the exact same way that he's been. Okay. And in 2011, uh, they released a stunt double for Mr. Peanut called Peanut Butter Doug. <laughs> and uh, he is voiced by Kevin Dillon from Entourage. And you can Google Peanut Butter Doug and see a picture of him. And it basically looks like if Robert Downey Jr. was a peanut. <laughs> like he's got, he's got like the dark sunglasses. He's got the, the goatee look to him. Um, looks very similar to Mr. Peanut, but just kind of has a Robert Downey Jr. twist to it. And in 2017, the Virginia General Assembly passed a joint resolution commending Mr. Peanut for all of his efforts and contributions to uh, American culture. And I was able to go online on uh, Virginia's government website and I actually found the entire resolution. What did they say that Mr. Peanut contributed to American culture? Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, well, they're also giving... Um, rec uh, Credit to Antonio Gentile, a, a child of Im Italian immigrants, submitted 11 drawings of a peanut with arms, legs, and a face. Um, so Just they're, a hardworking immigrant drawing peanuts. Well, child of an Italian immigrant. So I think he was born here in America. All right. Yeah. So that was that was the young boy. Um, Mr. Peanut has remained the instantly recognizable mascot of planners for 100 years, and the original drawings reside in the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. Wow. And in 2016, Mr. Peanut can still call Suffolk home, and Planners is an important part of Suffolk County uh, or Suffolk community, contributing to the economic vitality of the city and its status in the peanut industry. So uh, he's a job creator. To commemorate the 100th anniversary of the creation of Mr. Peanut in 2016, the Public Library of Suffolk hosted a series of talks on the subject, and a historical marker was placed near the site of Antonio Gentile's home in Hall Place Park, now... Uh, the, then it says we dedicate the 100th anniversary, the resolution passes, all that good stuff. He, the importance of this cultural icon. So he was recognized by the Virginia assembly, uh, for his efforts. Okay. Um, let's see. In 2010, there was a novel called Mr. Peanut. And it's about a man who fantasized killing his wife by, uh, giving her peanuts and she was allergic to peanuts. I was going to say, was she allergic or he's just going to like keep feeding her peanuts until she like, yeah, I don't know. He force like fed her, time. uh, he force fed her peanuts and there's a quote saying he poured out a handful and ate them and then wiped the salt from his empty hands on his pants. He looked at the chipper planters peanuts man tipping his top hat hello and thought how one bite could kill Alice dead. The perfect crime. Exactly. Just kidding. That's a stupid crime. Um, there was an artist who dressed as Mr. Peanut and ran as a Joe candidate in the 1974 Vancouver, British Columbia civic elections. And in November 2010, the New Yorker magazine published a spoof confession by Mr. Peanut that he is gay and in a relationship with his new sidekick, Benson. Not sure who Benson is. Because uh, Butter Doug wasn't for another year. Okay. Sure. But that's that's a little uh, fun facts about Mr. Peanut outside of the, the battle zone here. A little bit about him in the public sphere. All right, I've got a few Monopoly things. Sure, go ahead. Steve, do you want to take a guess at what the original six Monopoly tokens were? I know this is a question that is always at trivia games, and it's I can pretty never tricky, get them honestly. Right. All right, the shoe. Yes. The dog. Mm, that was added in the 1950s. Okay, so that wasn't an original one. The chest. Mm, that one? No, no, the money bags. The money bags. So that was also added in the 1950s. All right, the race car. Uh, added in the in 1935 and 1936. The battleship? Or yes, boat? that was one of the original six. All right, so so far I've gotten dog and steamship. No, you, you got in. Um, uh, do, dog was uh, 1950s. What was the very first one you said? Can't remember. Oh, um, top hat. 
I think I said top. Oh, hat. I'm just gonna give you the answers if I keep guessing. <laughs> top hat. Iron, that's another yes, one, right? Yes, Iron is original six. Top Hat is original six. Battleship is original six. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you remember Thimble? Oh, the Thimble, yes. The Shoe? The Shoe. And the Cannon. I think, I'm, I, think I might have guessed the Shoe. Yeah, that might have been the one you said first. Yeah, it was. And the Cannon. They were original six. Then in the 1935 and 1936, which I thought that was basically when Monopoly started, but maybe there was like an addition before that. Right. They added the race car, the purse, the rocking horse, and the lantern. And then in the 1950s, uh, the dog, wheelbarrow, horse and rider, sack of money, and a cat. Oh, that was actually added in 2013. So those were all added in 1950 or later. Okay. So the current pieces, if you were to buy Monopoly right now, regular Monopoly, you would get the Scotty dog, the top hat, the thimble, which is soon to be replaced... The thimble was at one time removed and added back or something. I don't know. The boot, the wheelbarrow, the cat, the racing car, the battleship. It, there there are so many that are so iconic, and it's interesting to see that they were not part of the original release line. Yeah. Also, like, I would uh, think there was like a piggy, ba- a piggy bank and a plane at some point, too. Huh. There were all kinds of pieces. And then there's right. all the special versions of Monopoly. Yeah, I was a big fan of the uh, Star Wars Monopoly. Oh, I, I had, had that. that. Like, like I had like the prequel edition of Star Wars Monopoly. I had the original trilogy edition. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good one. I, um, I think mine was prequel. Maybe not. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I'm trying to think what other Monopolies I've played. I think I just those are the ones I really played. So I think Monopoly was originally like supposed to teach you about like the dangers of capitalism. I mean, it kind of shows you. You know, buying up everybody else and borrowing, borrowing money every time and borrowing money. Yep. Looking at the the high properties, rent, investing. It's a fun game. I haven't played Monopoly. So I used time. to like it, but now it just takes forever. And I just think there's be- if you want to play a long game, there's just better ones. Risk, I'd prefer. Uh, yeah, that's another long one, but I, I like play. that better too. Yeah. Uh, one other uh, fun Monopoly fact. So, do you remember recently there was um, uh, and the the Equifax uh, hack that may or may oh, not have been perpetrated by uh, one of our listeners? Gonna, I was curious if you were going to bring this up. So, during the hearings for that, someone wore a monocle, Monopoly Man mustache and top hat and sat in behind the uh, person being interviewed and showed up on camera like numerous times. I do remember that. And then when they were walking out and going into the elevator, the Equifax person, the Monopoly person, like threw money at them or something. <laughs> You can, like, see a video of it online. It's pretty funny. Yeah, hopefully he brought with him a get a jail free card in case he got in trouble. Hey! <laughs> he's not going to have to worry about it because he was Mr. Moneybags. So he's going to he's fine. He's not going to have to worry about it. Oh, why? Because he's rich? You're saying rich people don't have the same justice system in America? Correct. Wow, that's a, that's a bold stance, Steve. Would you agree? That's a little, that's a little too heavy for this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. It's too it's too deep. It is too deep. I like it. Anything else you want to add before we head out of here? Um no. No. Nope. All that's right. it. All right, cool. Uh so remember there will be a Twitter poll online where you can vote for who you think would win, Mr. Moneybags, uh the Monopoly man going up against Mr. Peanut. Uh please vote, retweet it, share it out to your friends. Uh, that way we can spread the word out. Also, a little announcement. Next week, the week of, what's that, uh, November 20th, the Who Would Win cast is going to be the sponsored pod week, uh, podcast of the week on Podbean, which is our RSS feed host. It's quite an honor. Uh, yes, quite an honor. Uh, hopefully, we will get more listeners that way. Uh, something I completely forgot to discuss at the beginning of the show. Uh, Chris, we crossed 10,000 downloads. We did. Go us. Yeah, totally forgot to mention that. We crossed the 10,000 download uh, threshold. We're currently at 10,100, so we appreciate everybody for downloading, participating, telling their friends and family about the podcast. Uh, So we are hoping that with this extra sponsorship with uh, in association with Podbean, we can get some more listeners onto the show. So please uh, retweet our podcast, share it, hit that share button on Facebook or retweet, uh, comment, let us know, let other people know. Just so that way we can continue spreading on the word. And uh, I look forward to hitting 100,000 whenever that happens in the near future. 
I'm sure any day now. Uh, not to burst your bubble, but I've downloaded downloaded this podcast nine thousand times. So, oh man, sorry, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just sit at home and just download a bunch of times just to increase our numbers. I I actually um hacked a bunch of uh, Russian troll accounts to do it for me. So I bet I bet Putin's a big fan of our of our podcast. Um, yeah, that's why I Google translate it into Russia every ep- every episode. <laughs> it's a smart plan. So, as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. We know how to throw a remarkable holiday party, just serve classy snacks, and be a gracious host, no matter who shows up. On Wednesday morning, a clever photo bomber was attending the congressional hearing about the Equifax breach. Dressed in a fake mustache, top hat, and monocle, looking very concerned in the background of a congressional hearing. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.